Why don't more people talk about thigh chafing? Thigh chafing? Thigh chafing. Do you have problems with your thighs chafing? Sometimes. Sometimes. um, What kind of underwear do you wear? Boxers. Not not boxer briefs, boxers. Boxers, yeah. Okay. Sometimes I'll wear boxer briefs. I have a strong preference for boxers. I don't like the, okay. the, the, the constricting feeling or like the clinginess of like any material in my crotch and or upper thigh region because let me tell you, I got some big thighs. This guy's, uh, this guy's thick as hell. I'm, I'm pretty thick, uh, but I think so. I am investigating um, uh, boxer brief options and seeing if I have to move that direction because I think as I've gained a little bit of weight recently I'm starting to have a problem with uh, with summer and, and thigh chafing and I'm trying to figure out why no one talks about this because this has to be a problem that like a lot of people experience but no one's ever been like hey man man my thighs are so chafed do you have any baby powder like like we need to normalize chafing Sure. That's my political platform. I'm okay. gonna run on normalizing right. chafing. Um, All right, you you versus Joe Biden, <laughs> 2024 election. I'll look forward to it. I will also very selfishly cancel student debt. Everybody vote for me. Last name's hard to say. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to Sidepole Podcast. No, I didn't go to college, so I disagree <laughs> with that. What? No, 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 no. Bad, bad. <laughs> Moving past that, um, I don't have debt. <laughs> if you're watching, uh, but the G- you could have got GI college. I'm um, sorry, we're not talking about that. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice the captain of a webcam, and I might be on the wrong side. That's because he's in Sweden and his laptop is broken. Uh, how's the how's the major going, buddy? It's going. Yeah, my uh, to be clear, my integrated webcam has disappeared. That's a uh, very <laughs> Like, as in, like, literally, it's not showing up anywhere. I did the Windows update. I, I go to update my drivers. I was like, all right, let me do some driver shenanigan here. The device manager doesn't register that there's any cameras at all in my integrated webcam in my Razer laptop. So, uh, standard Razer problems I, I would i would say yeah. i bet there's going to be one person in in discord or or the youtube comments that are like well actually have you tried and they might be helpful so if you have an idea yes, you please. know he might if he, you've he experienced might. this <laughs> tell me how to fix it because in the five minutes that i tried to fix it before this show it, it didn't fix so you know uh how's the major going it's good it's good um so, you know, you, chill. you're saying like it's good and it's chill from my perspective I th- I think it's pretty I think it's pretty good. Dare I even say exciting? Yeah, we almost had a six-way tiebreaker. Really bummed about that. Truly bummed about that. Then it became a four-way tiebreaker for three spots, and I bet you're super bummed about that because uh, Team Liquid, with three slots and a four-way tiebreaker, Team Liquid could not secure one of those three spots. Okay. That's uh that's pretty oof. So in the past I have had issues uh being a Team Liquid fan and feeling just like the slightest bit of uh, maybe more than the slightest bit a little a little bit of inconsistency uh issues. Like 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 a little uh-huh. a little bit of inconsistency. And yesterday that really reared its head for me because I was like three places we beat spirit we we had like good games against thunder predator like i'm not like we can we just got to beat one of them everything will be fine and then uh i think they had their worst day of the major during that tiebreaker because all three games were abysmal Awful. <laughs> like, just like, terrible like, like actually bad like and I, i'm an apologist let's be really clear i'm an apologist for these boys like i i i will fall on this to the end of the earth but that tiebreaker day was probably some of the worst i've seen them play in, since they formed this roster i don't think it's an exaggeration yeah it was a pretty bad day um there is a silver lining uh you guys are in the lower bracket you play tomorrow actually mm-hmm. let me let me give more of the dark cloud uh, you guys are in elimination, and 
from what I hear, a shit ton of liquid people are all coming here. Oh no. That's <laughs> Is that yes. true? <laughs> Is I, that pressure? I believe so. That's that's what I've been told. That's oh. what Blitz told me. He's like, yeah, a bunch of a shit ton of liquid people are coming. So, uh I don't know when they're supposed to get here, but um are, 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 when, when <laughs> That would really suck if they just got eliminated tomorrow. When does the stage does the stage start tomorrow? This, no, the stage starts on Friday. There's only three days of stage stuff. Gotcha. So, so they're going there, but there's not like an audience or crowd yet. It's just, it's just you know, the, the they're close by in Utrecht, so I'm sure they're just, you know, taking the, the plane I guess, over, I guess. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I mean, I don't know when they get here. I was just told a bunch of liquid people are coming. So, yeah, it would really suck if you guys got eliminated tomorrow. But the silver lining, the silver lining is you guys were in group B. B for banana and uh, group B was very competitive and group B seems to be doing very well uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the upper bracket games anyway three out of four of the the teams that move forward were on uh, uh, in group B and spirit so, could have been know, the fourth the, team. the one team that yes team spirit was the other team did not move forward from Group B. So, uh, that, I think that says a fair amount. Tundra also looks, like, unstoppable. They've lost literally two games um, throughout the tournament so far. So, they are doing very, very well for themselves. So, hopefully that means um, that you guys are well-suited to at least move on from this round. Uh, but we'll see. My... I won't dwell on this too long, but I really struggle as a fan uh, for the for those events where you're like really on the cusp of something because we were one game away from not being in that tiebreaker situation, and we probably threw at least two games in the group stage. Um, so th- there there's a lot of like what ifs going on. I remember that we were standing here a week ago. And we were talking about a couple things regarding this major. We, we were doing that thing where, like, you know, we're pundits, we're predicting, we're talking about, like, oh, what do we think is going to happen? And I, I seem to recall a couple things that stand out in my mind as we were watching this. One, we, we over-indexed into group A kind of being the group of death, like I think most people did. And Yeah, li- I- almost literally everybody. Unless you were being contrarian, you probably thought group A was being the group of death. And group B, like you said, was super competitive. Super competitive. No one got eliminated because mind games couldn't make it to the event. So by virtue, they were like all kind of playing for funsies and just for the upper bracket. But even the teams that got lower bracket, which were liquid via the tiebreakers and uh, uh, Fnatic, they were only like a game back from everybody else. So yeah. Group B, super competitive. And then you, I, I remember th- I remember this very vividly, and, and I promise this is not calling you out because that's rude and no one really knows what's going to happen. But I remember you talking about um, the potential of like EG to do really well. Yeah. What the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> do you uh, do, do you have well, any insight? Like like do, do you have any like fun like inside scoop? Like what what do you know something that I don't? Because holy shit, I I, I would say that that what happened to that was embarrassing. At well, least. let me just say that uh, I I said that the format was full for them mm. because they're slow starters, right? So is uh, well. It's hard to say so is Team Spirit when we only have really TI to go off of. Um, but they, Team Spirit actually started off pretty good this time. So mm-hmm. um, I think we could do away with that that narrative now. But um, EG, uh, slow starters, right? And uh, they, um, they shit the bed and um, they kept taking more laxatives. So they, they just kept shit in the bed. Um, until they shit all over themselves and got knocked out of the group stage. They won two games out of the 12 that they played. So uh, very, very bad. And yeah, I mean, like, what do I know? Well, I know that EG is playing literally the same Dota that they were playing before. Um, I don't think a whole lot changed. And I think that when shit happens... Um, you need a leader, and uh, I think that they didn't. Um, I'm not sure if they had that in-game 
voice or the drive to change quick enough. Um, that That is going to be a perpetual EG problem, I think, in some ways, especially as time goes on. It's like a question of like how hungry they are. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you become back-to-back grand finalists at the major um, and then, you know, still don't do well at TI uh, or as well as you would hope, I, I think... Um, I think motivation might start becoming an issue, um, you know, because you're it's like that weird place of where you're like getting paid really, really well to just kind of keep going. And so I think you combine that with uh, so a, a lack of uh, of drive, general contentment uh, combined with a lack of clear leadership and vision. Um, and I think that leads to a situation where you're not able to adapt quickly when you need to. So they showed up, they tried their EG thing and it didn't work. And which is, you know, normal EG. Okay. Boom. They're going to, you know, now they're going to figure out what to do. Um, now that their thing doesn't work and, and they had a long group stage to figure that out mm-hmm. and, uh, they didn't figure that out. Uh, even going all the way to the final series where they still could have clutched it out and forced a tiebreaker against Beast Coast, and they couldn't even win the first two games that they needed to win. Basically, they needed to win the series against Beast Coast and the tie, and then they would have had a a best-of-three tiebreaker um, after that. So they would have had to play Beast Coast twice, and they couldn't even beat them in the first time. So it's, um, yeah, it's just uh, pretty rough all around. Um, but I had kind of a sneaking suspicion that EG was not going to be um, a, uh, a top team at this major. I mean, their DPC performance is, has not been convincing at all. So, yeah. they um, <laughs> In my predictions, I don't have them there. Tsunami. Tsunami, on the other hand, had them winning the whole thing, I think. And Lyrical had them top of their group. So <laughs> that that sounds Rough like some times N- for those two. That sounds like some NA copium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some mega copium. SVG was uh, very pessimistic about their chances. So that's what a real analyst thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that that your point about motivation can be extrapolated out to kind of what we're seeing this year in general? Because who really are the teams that are performing well, at least right now? It looks like the people who are hungry and maybe not getting big salaries. Look at look at Tundra. Look at OG Gladiators, Thunder Awaken, TSM, Bet Boom. Um, maybe I do think that um, COVID was an equalizer of sorts. Um, that it gave time for these lineups, like Viking GG, uh, as an example, um, got a lot of time. There was uh, Omega League that had a Division Two. We had a full season of lower division um, that came and went that um, didn't, didn't necessarily produce um, a, a whole bunch of new teams, but it at least increased competition. And there are one or two teams that came in from lower division that are pretty competitive in mm-hmm. upper division. Um, I mean, Boom was technically supposed to be in lower division, um, but that's an org. That's an organization thing. Um but yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, everyone's making that point that like it's the rise of, of the new kids. And I do know that motivation for many players has gone down. I just think that Dota players um, are just kind of unhappy. Um, like with the, their the lives? veterans are just <laughs> kind of unhappy with where they're going and where Dota's going, the DPC and stuff like that. So um, I think... More and more people. I think we're going to see a lot of retirements over the next like two years. Let's say that that would be my guess. We'll see what happens after this TI um, and what sort of announcement for next year's DPC is. But if I had to guess, we're going to start seeing um, a fair number of retirements. I don't think the, that's a bad thing. The next bit. Um, I think it's a little bit of a bad thing. Um, because like the Arteezy fans go away and don't really come back. Yeah, kind of. I think the, the reasoning for me is that there are so many people who still watch Dota, 
but do not play, right? Mm -hmm. um, that is the story of so many Dota fans is that they no longer have time to be able to keep up with the game and keep playing it, but um, they grew up playing it and they still want to check it out. So they watch Dota instead. And I think one of the things that still ties them um, to watching Dota is some of the iconic names that have been around forever. Puppy, Kuro, Arteezy. Um, these, these names, I, I think, are names that they, uh, that they want to be able to see when they tune into Dota. So I think if some of those names start going away, I do think it means that there are going to, there's going to be less incentive for people to tune back in. Um, just some people. So I, I don't think it's the greatest thing. And I do think um, that transition for Dota, um, I think it would be totally fine if like out with the old guard, in with the new guard, if Dota was still like um growing like as popular as it yeah if it was still growing but um at this point maybe maybe less so but then again concurrent players and stuff the average viewer numbers um and concurrent players and stuff those those um listings those stats have been pretty decent so um maybe that's a little too doom and gloom from me before we get off the topic of EG, I want I want to get your take on something. I think it's really interesting that people on social media and Reddit have been just noting and sharing and memeing the visual appearance of some of the players, notably like Arteezy and Jarex. I think we've all seen pictures of them looking like distraught humans. Is do you think there's like any valid commentary on that like when you look at someone be that disheveled you go like oh man something's wrong or is that just like the community taking a frame out of context um i think most of it is the community take a frame out of context i mean like i saw jerick's like i don't know less than a day later i i bumped into the hall and he was super happy he was like oh hey what's going on um so you know um that's also Jarex is a, I think a pretty, yeah. Um, he's got a good disposition. Even keeled person, yeah. Like he, I don't think he's gonna go too deep into the depths of despair. But um, I, I think most of it is out of context. But I think there are certain ones. Um, like I do have to imagine that some of the EG stuff. I know this this um, year has been pretty hard for them. Um, just with the DPC and Nightfall and all that stuff that's been going on where like Nightfall had to play in Mexico and there were a lot of problems apparently involved with that. Um, so I know there have been a lot of problems and distractions and um, so it's probably been pretty annoying. Like Secret I, I, uh, is another team that um, I know also had not like issues full out, but like for example, I think Sumail and Ice 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 kept on like prolonging their stay based off of how successful their DPC season was going, right? Mm. So if they could have secured top four early, then they wouldn't have stayed where they were at, you know, and they would have been able to go back home. But, you know, so there was like, there was this weird stress of like, ah, oh, fuck, we didn't win. And like, now they're staying there for like an extra week or two weeks or something like that. Um, so yeah, I just know that there, there was, um, some stressful things involved for EG. Um, but I also have to imagine just like longer term, this, um, trio of Artur, uh, Crit and Bulba. Um, I have to wonder like something's gotta give, um, if, if they do not see a bright future, uh, around the corner, right? Because, um... In some ways, they have gone seriously downhill compared to last year. You know, they yeah. were grand finalists at those majors, and um, and now this year, uh, they they can't even make it out of groups. So um, the, I think the there's one team some eliminated that probably need fixing. They, the yeah. only team eliminated was them, which is, I mean, surely not also what the organization wants. I, I would have to imagine that there would be some pressure exerted from like EG corporate to be like, hey, yo, we got to figure this shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a that's a big For, part of their brand, you know. Yeah, it's a pretty big part of their brand, though. Apparently, the um, I mean, pay wise and and uh, money wise, and I've heard this from so many tos and 
team orgs and stuff that uh, it's it's not it's not the focus. I I don't know what organization Dota is the focus. Tundra, <laughs> you know. Uh, I mean, okay, let's yeah, maybe Tundra, but that's because what else do they do? They do like the maybe football Rocket games League? or something. Gaming yeah, they, gladiators. They, they do some other stuff, but Beast like Coast? yeah, they, the 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 orgs that are like literally like grew up in Dota, like of course like Dota's their their thing, but like of the big organizations that are in like multiple like t- tier one games, Dota is never their focus. It's always League of Legends or or CS:GO or Valorant. Um, and same goes with tournament organizers, you know, it's like, they're like, this Dota thing is just not great. I cannot confirm or deny this. Um, yeah, I've been, so I've been just hearing a lot of doom and gloom over the the last, uh, six months about, uh, Dota from these various organizations. Isn't it crazy that Tundra's a TikTok sponsorship? Oh yeah, they do, huh? I forgot about that. I, I'm looking at their website just to like fact check us as we're talking, and I actually don't see them promoting any other teams. Their 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 team roster just shows the Dota team. Weird. Yeah, I wonder what that is. Interesting. Um, I like to imagine the idea that someone has been in like a coma for about a year or a year and a half, maybe two, uh, and they wake up and they, they go to Lookopedia and they're like, oh man, I, I wonder what Dota's going on. And then they see, oh, it's a major. And they look at the bracket and they see that, that, that the top four teams in the upper bracket semis are Tundra, a team that didn't exist, Gaming Gladiators, a team that didn't exist with players who you don't really know, TSM, an org that I think is from League of Legends, and a South American team? And then just, they would go, where's Nygma? <laughs> yeah, where, where's Kuro? Where's Puppy? Where Where's the iconic names that I know and love? They're in the trash, kid. <laughs> Their time is over. They're dead. They're dead to Dota now. Yeah, uh, I think um, it's a pretty interesting time. All of these um, new teams doing well. I think um, in some degrees, there are a lot of underperforming teams um, mm-hmm. at this major. I think Tundra is one of the few teams that just is kind of like, I think that's why they're so dominant. Not because I think Tundra is like so much better than everybody else. I think it, like just a lot of teams are underperforming and stuff. I don't know if it's just like the first time being back at a LAN or, or the fact that... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is exactly. Maybe the the stuff we were talking about, about motivation and stuff like that. But yeah, this uh, this top four of Tundra, Thunder Awaken, TSM, Guardian, and, and also uh, Game of Gladiators. The, uh, the interesting thing is that NA is also in a position where NASA have, have already achieved top six. Mm-hmm. And it's possible that they both achieve top three and they end up in the upper bracket uh, finals against each other. I'm not expecting that, but I think TSM uh, could give Gaming Gladiators a pretty good run for their money. I think their style actually does pretty well against Gladiators. I would actually I would actually say they're the favorites it's against Gaming Gladiators. Tundra, on the other hand, looks like super dominant, so hard to say that Thunder Awaken will beat them. Um, I think that's a little bit more 60-40. Yeah, I I think it's interesting. I haven't really been able to suss out who has won the dominant meta out of the group stage because it still feels like there have been some ideas that have been getting played with and, and heroes that have looked really good but still haven't become like instant first pick or not first pick. Uh, I think that from a perspective of the games, I've been the most impressed with almost all of the Underlord play. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, I, actually, on this note, uh, I think I figured I have figured out something. I think um, maybe something about maybe it's the lack of lands, maybe it's the lack of international Dota or whatever. But I think teams are actually really bad at adjusting to other teams' playstyles right now. I think that's also like part of the reason why we're seeing so many. Uh, it's it's I would say a relatively diverse playstyle going on right now. There, mm-hmm. the, every, every team. I think has a specific flavor. And you know what flavor that is. Particularly Game of Gladiators, Thunder Awaken uh, are 
are in the top six. And I think those two teams have a very defined play style. Um, and I think teams are just kind of like going with what they're, they're, they know and they think is good and what they're good at. And it's working. And I think teams are, are kind of bad at adjusting to other teams' play style. And I wonder if that's just being locked in a region where like your play style is very like it's very it's probably very similar to the rest of your region, right? I, I think maybe a micro example of this, and again, I'm not the ana- the analyst, but like it's wild to me that I'm seeing Shadow Shaman look like potentially the most dominant hero at this event, and then also just be completely ignored by other teams in other games. Yeah. I think um, a good example was T1 versus Gaming Gladiators today. I think T1 did a terrible job because Gaming Gladiators have a, a very defined play style. And I think T1 tried to adjust. They, right. Yeah, the Enchantress is really big for them. They're going to go for Lankin, Broodmother, Beastmaster, um, you know, like one of these heroes for Ace, most likely. Um, and, and they're going to go some sort of spirit hero for Boom. And they... Uh, they tried like Bristleback as an answer to Gaming Gladiators, which is what Liquid did and demolished them with it. But like the way they did it was pretty poor, I think. Um, and then game two was even worse where they tried to do like Brewmaster. Um, I, I think it was just like a really poor adjustment from a team that has succeeded um, and done very well on the mm-hmm. international stage. So yeah it's um that i think that's that's just one example um of of many so yeah i think there there's something to be said something something's interesting is going on and maybe uh, i suspect it might have to do something with being region locked for so long i'm gonna gush about something that's important to me that's not team liquid focused um yeah I've, i've been a dota fan for a decade um I've been a CK spammer for a portion of that time and, oh my and God. never like not since Alliance Navi like TI finals have I been like excited about Chaos Knight's spot in competitive play because it has never cracked like the top 10 most picked or banned heroes in pr- six or seven years right um, yep. second most picked hero at the event uh, I think it's like a 60% win rate. Versatile to play off lane or safe lane. And I don't... Th- As someone who has played enough games to know like what I really don't like to play into, I'm surprised that, that no one is like picking things that... letting Choosing to let their opponents play Chaos Knight and then picking things that are good against it. I feel like yeah. most games he's just getting to run wild and like, dude, Tomato, oh god, super fucking impressive Chaos Knight games, like across yeah. the board, the whole event. Tundra versus Team Spirit featured a Chaos Knight in every single game. Mm-hmm. Um, game and Gladiators uh, were very successful. I mean, that was I think one of the most singularly farmed. You had like a GPM of like well over seven hundred. Yeah, it's wild. Um, on Duraccio's Chaos Knight. So, yeah, I think it's um, it's definitely one of the uh, one of the carries of the patch. Bye-bye Medusa Terrorblade. Nothing like that. Another reason why perhaps EG kind of sucked is their heroes are definitely not meta. So, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and I maybe it's just because... And I know this happens often, so I shouldn't be surprised, but maybe it's just because some of the best CK counters are just so incredibly not meta. I don't think Axe has been picked at all, or banned. Um, no. Because there's other people in the offlane who you would want above it, like Mars, who is incredibly picked and banned, I think, the most. Um, yep. No one... I don't think you can play Phantom Lancer right now. That's probably the most annoying carry matchup for CK. Um, and I don't think anybody's played around with Jakiro. Or Omni Knight. Those are the four heroes that I probably hate playing Chaos Knight into the most, and I haven't seen anybody play any of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking at the list of heroes um, that are unpicked right now, and yeah, a decent number of them are pretty good Chaos Knight answers. Axe, Darkseer, Elder Titan, 
Um, Jakira's only been picked up a couple times. Uh, I think Gyrocopter is maybe okay. I can't remember. You, 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 can, you can play CK in a Gyrocopter easy. I, what am I talking about? I, I'm not a fucking professional player. No, um, your, your opinion I, does matter. When you span a hero, you do get to know it very well. You believe me. Do you think, you know, guess yeah. how many Chaos Knight games I have, Joey? Uh, less than 20? Yeah, probably less than 20. Yeah. So, how many Techies games do I have? <laughs> I can't talk to you about that hero. Um, <laughs> Naga is also pretty shit to play in the Chaos Knight. Uh, but, but yeah, maybe I should just call no, Blitz. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I should just call Blitz and be like, I, 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 sh- I should call Aid and then be like, dude, I'm t- just, just fucking pick Chakiro. Just, just, I, I promise <laughs> you, just, just, just pick Chakiro. And then, and then someone reality yeah. riffs, and then you put an ice path down, and then, and then the hero does nothing. Um, all the spells are good against Chaos Knight. Yeah, it's only um, two forty a.m. right now, so you could probably give Blitz a call. Um, <laughs> give like, him that little tidbit. There has been six Jakiro games so far at the major. Have has it lost all of them? Thirty-three <laughs> percent uh, win rate. So he's won two of them. That's not bad. Um. If, if you're seeing CK in your pubs and you play support, try Jakira. I promise you, you'll have a great time. Just ice Wait, path three hold on. One, one second, one second. Let me let me just double double fact check this one real quickly. Okay. We're crunching oh, the numbers. I saw two I saw two EG games that featured Jakira. <laughs> mm. I was expecting them both to be losses for EG. Uh, actually, Beast Coast played Jakira against uh, EG and won with it. Against Chaos Knight, really? So, hey, you know, maybe, maybe some. <laughs> this is, someone hire me. Um, <laughs> um, anything else exciting about the event itself? I feel kind of bummed about Southeast Asia in the lower bracket. They have to, they have to team kill and then probably team kill again. Uh, if, assuming Boom beats OG, so it looks like Southeast Asia is, is having is having a rough time. Um. Yes, but I, I think it's bad for Southeast Asia as a region, but I think it's good for those three teams in a way. Does that make any sense? Is that because they like, feel confident um, against each other because there's a lot of reps? Like, I feel the no, best. No, 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 oh, no, no. It's, okay. it's, it's more like if, if one team gets guaranteed points in and they can get to TI via points, then I think the other two teams are pretty happy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like it, it, if we went to a qualifier right now, and let's say, um, let's say, boom, it gets the farthest through this lower bracket, and they get secured points, and then we played the the C qualifier right away. I feel like Team One and Fnatic are pretty good chances of going through. Um, there's a lot of competition there. There's like that new Polaris squad and stuff like that, but. Um, I do think that they've got a pretty decent chance. Like, yeah, of course, you would prefer to have uh, your your Southeast Asian teams in the upper bracket right now getting shit tons of points and, like, opening up a bunch of slots. But would you rather have the guaranteed points for one team or potentially no points for your whole region? That's the other way to look at it, right? If they're on the other side of the bracket, no guaranteed points. Mm. And so potentially you could be going back and getting no points this major and maybe that turns into nobody gets like nobody makes it to ti off of points and then southeast asia is like crazy competitive and and bonkers which no one wants to see yeah yeah so i think in some ways for these specific teams who are already at the top echelon of southeast asia getting some guaranteed points and at least getting one team in a good spot to to get a ti um is is good so yeah i really hope uh speaking of regions that like are not uh i i don't know what the fuck i was gonna say um i should cut that uh tsm is really interesting to me right now because they're doing really well and kind of playing exciting games and i hope that the organization side is seeing like any type of return on investment or like more people become fans of this team or tsm because of it i i think that tsm doing well is good for dota yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, I think it's obviously very good for North American Dota um, to have a team representing that's actually from NA um, and 
is not evil geniuses. Uh, so I think that's very good. Just like Thunder Awaken is very good for South America, um, that there's a team other than Beast Coast. And uh, I was actually telling one of the one of the t- other talent members, I can't remember who, but it was like day two of groups. And I had been watching Thunder Awaken and I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's one thing to see how good they are within South America, but it's another thing to see it against other teams. Um, and I could tell, I was like, I told them that I thought that this Thunder Awaken team was actually going to be the highest placing South American team, um, at, at, at Evolve event. And they've already made top six. So I think that if I'm, I think Beast Coast got seven, they ate a TI, uh, and I think who Thunder did, who did Predator good? at Singapore, I think got seventh, eighth. I can't remember. I'm, I'm fact checking that one now. Okay. One esports yeah, Singapore major got, 2021. They either got fifth, sixth, or they got seventh, eighth. One fifth, sixth. Oh, they got fifth, sixth. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, well, this is kind of a this is a major with an asterisk too. Those are both majors with asterisk, but they're already top six. So you know, we'll see. Oh man, just imagine if they. If, I mean, if they win tomorrow against Tundra, they're. Not only are they top three, but they might be like the favored team. That could be, be pretty. That'd be pretty insane. I would like this for Dota. I want Thunder Awaken to win, and I want uh, Team Liquid to not shit the bed against Bet Boom, a team that just fucking BB. Look at this dumb logo. It's just two Bs. They're, they're they're different they're different colors like oh god red and yellow is this fucking McDonald's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit um not of not uh, team of uh, related event stuff have you been having a good time at least uh, at the venue itself like good good spirits good vibes I noticed that what's been interesting to me is that there's been a lot of different uh, casting pairs you cast a game with slacks which I happenstance caught and enjoyed a lot more than i thought i was going to <laughs> well, that's good i'm glad you liked it it was uh i mean honestly my uh my biggest goal was not getting a gigantic hate thread like the last time me and slacks casted together at omega league so uh that was my goal for that cast and we succeeded so uh well done to us <laughs> um yeah i think that um yeah, they're, they're mixing things up. ESL seems to have this, like, vibe for variety, which was kind of weird because then they only hired two casting pairs for playoffs. Um, so, obviously, that's not a whole lot of variety. But then they were like, wait a minute, <laughs> why have we done this? And we've got all these people. So, they've been switching it uh, up the casting pairs quite a bit. Um, and going into playoffs, they're actually letting me cast until the arena days. So I'm going to cast a, a series every day of the playoffs until we go to the arena. So that that I'm super happy with. Um, to be able to cast some playoffs, playoff games with SVG is really nice. Um, I wish he, he could have experienced casting with the crowd. Um, I think that, that would have been pretty cool for him because um, he talked to me about it. He says he... he is looking forward to experience something like that. So unfortunately, we don't soon. We don't get to do that. Uh, well, yeah, how how soon, Joey? Oh, <laughs> um, Ti? I don't know. The next page, Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. T- Dallas. Well, no, that's not happening. Ti. Ti. That's what. That's when it'll hopefully happen. It'll T-I. happen at Ti. I will. Yeah. I hope that they uh, don't. I hope that they don't put you on the T1 Fanatic series because God knows you know nothing about Southeast Asia. So let's uh, let's really help that. That's true. We, true. Let's, I know, know nothing about them. <laughs> let's let's just uh, hope for that Bet Boom Team Liquid game. I actually am on that series. So <laughs> beautiful. Yes, that's the uh, second series tomorrow. So I'm doing that, and then I'm doing one of the upper bracket games the following day, and then we have a break day, and then we go to the arena. And then I'm doing my like late night show thing uh, where I get some people to sit down and we drink and talk and <laughs> and we'll see how good that is. Still very apprehensive about that whole thing, but uh, you know, roll with the punches. Get, get Bulba there. 
People just all you gotta do is talk about Storm Spirit. People will be really happy about it. Nothing else. I don't. Matter. I don't think uh, Bulba has any interest in doing that. <laughs> Bulba, <laughs> Bulba has, and it's not because of the Storm Spirit memes. Bulba has uh, moved past the community. He doesn't want to. He wants nothing to do with the public. I, I would say, uh, which is not terribly surprising given how the community has treated him. So I would go yeah. far as to say that's healthy for someone in his position yes. that's very no healthy. no one person should be able to at any time of day see dozens of people hate them yeah that that's is that not, is not good. good for your mental being it's not good yeah. um so yeah so we're casting some playoff games uh i hope we get like just one hype game um because i think svg and i are a pretty good duo um I, I like I feel good about our general pace. I know it's nothing that was like gonna be again like twitch clip worthy, but I feel generally speaking, I feel like our duo is like pretty solid and I'm happy with the way that SVG is working. Um, he's like actively working and getting better and I think it's going pretty well. like I, I can tell like I, he's brought his energy level up a lot. Mm -hmm. um, he's actually bringing in some side hype. That's really good. So I think he's doing a great job. And then uh, the only reason I, it was like me and SVG have been the casting together the entire time. But the only reason that we casted with Slacks was um, we had the tiebreakers and Slacks really wanted to cast. And so he he messaged me. He was like, hey, buddy. And I said, you want to cast? And he was like, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, me and SVG casted one. We did a three-way thing. So me and SVG casted one game, and then he casted with SVG, which I thought was very funny. Uh, I actually really wanted that duo to happen because I thought it would help bring out SVG's personality to more people, um, mm -hmm. to have someone as over-the-top as Slacks, and then that just means that SVG gets to be like full snark, uh, which he does very well. And then I casted with Slacks as well. Cause I love, I love that man. I love working with him. Yeah. I would, I would just call out and also throw kudos to, to Avery for some improvement because I admittedly was not that into it at the beginning. I'm like, mm, I think there's room for improvement. And even just like casually and seriously watching the major, like you can tell the things you're saying and it's just, it, it's little tweaks that go a long way. Like just a little bit of more energy in your pronunciation, being able to talk a little bit more, not having to have every single thing be super analytical and even just like inflection stuff. And, and it, it looks like it is something that he is really working at. And there's been like a noticeable level of improvement in like, three months which is great yeah yeah i think so too i think it also helps that um uh i think he avery's the kind of person who the more comfortable he is with something uh someone the more he's going to open up mm -hmm. um especially the humor aspect of things i mm -hmm. think he's somebody who like it can be very sarcastic but like when he doesn't know you super well he's going to be more respectful um so yeah, we're just quiet the more yeah exactly so i think the more we get to know each other and hang out the more comfortable he feels um doing that so um yeah so i think all all, all in all it's good and so i'm just hoping that um one of these one of these series is pretty hype and we get to to showcase what we would sound like um in an arena at uh, at ti or whatever so that's uh, fingers crossed for that. But either way, I'm still very happy that we got to cast some playoffs because otherwise I would be no doing nothing on these days. <laughs> I think they kind of realized that they were like, yeah, we do want more variety, but we don't have the budget to pay more people, but we are already paying cap. So I guess he could cast some gigs. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Because I know, I know, um, like I was talking to Blitz about this and like, I know some people would be like perfectly happy with um you know just like getting paid and like not having to do any work but i'm not that kind of person i i do not like not working generally speaking i like having something to do yeah welcome to what i have to talk to my therapist about every week um <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yeah, man, I, I, I've been enjoying, I've been enjoying the cast. So I, I think that people are going to tune in. It's interesting to me that how far away is the studio from where they're playing? Because I'm like seeing people bounce back and forth between like the broadcast decks with, with, with Flax and then uh, going over to the arena to cast. Yeah, the um, so we're in a similar situation that we were for the DPC where we go to the studio um, the studio is probably like 20, 25 minutes away, not very far. Um, and the games are played out here in the hotel. Um, and that's where also our slacks and, and um, Tsunami are constantly hanging out because oh. they they have this again, they have this sideline reporter bit which slacks and, and um, Tsunami are doing a very good job with, but it's there's it's one of those things where it's like, this is what we hope to do production wise. Um, that doesn't quite mesh with like Dota, you know? So they want to be able to like talk to one of the players between the games and stuff like mid series, like you would with traditional sports, because that's where some of the production guys come from is they come from the television side. Um, and that doesn't mesh with what Dota is. So ultimately, it just ends up being Slacks and Tsunami doing bits. <laughs> they're working the- pretty hard too. Like that, I th- that's both. They're cast well for that. Like I think that's a good casting. They're probably two of the best people to do that. But also, yes. I, when when I watch that, I get stressed out for them because when I have my producer hat on, I'm thinking about like, man, they are really having to carry what's going on to make anything be interesting on this stream right now and that's not an easy task to just be like hey talent go be entertaining with no one (laughs) yeah 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 and it's the perfect that that's why um i was talking to somebody on the tournament production side and they said there's there's um there's nobody on the csgo side that can that holds a candle to like slacks like the 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 thing is is that like slacks is made for that exact role put a camera in front of him and just watch him go wild and watch his brain figure out entertaining things and shit to say um out of out of fucking nothing and i and i think that's um incredibly incredibly uh unique and hard to do and slacks is like incredibly valuable to the dota community for that fact we can stop talking them up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you want to you want to hit on before before I toss it over to the Patreon plug? Um, not really. I think um, all in all, yeah. That's just the way the the group stage is gone. Now we're in the middle of playoffs. I don't really think I played some Mafia for the first time in forever, and uh, I'm a I tweeted about, about that. I, yeah. And I, I played, I played a just fucking nasty game of Mafia. Let me tell you about this game of Mafia. All right, it's been a while since I played, and you know what? I was just like, ah, why not? I'll, I'll play a game of Mafia. Thing is, is that people take it. So many people take it too seriously that it kind of turns me off. It mm. becomes like it's, it's just stressful and drama filled, and I, I don't want to be a part of it. It's not relaxing to my day. So I was like, yeah, I'll play a game of Mafia. And of course, I end up getting Mafia uh, in the card draw. And so I was like, wow, fuck, man, this isn't going to be relaxing. Because playing Mafia is not relaxing, right? You naturally have to be duplicitous. So you have to, yeah, you have to act. So it's like, it's not relaxing at all. And uh, and I, I played a damn good, a damn good town. I had a lot of people believing in me. I um, there were there were some doubters, but I silenced those those doubters by uh, putting shade on my on my other mafia member. So I did the thing where I put shade on one of my mafia that I thought mm-hmm. was being sus. Like they were being questionable. They were they were being nervous, and I thought it was like okay, easy way for me to like put some divide. So I put some pressure on them. But then what I did is I did the two split. You know, where I, I saw somebody else that was being questionable. And I was like, mm, I think it's like between the like, I want to kill one of these two people. And then I kind of like lean towards the other person, you know, so I didn't kill my own mafia right away. And then the next day I did kill them. 
because they couldn't defend themselves well enough for me to like clear them. Uh, so we lost our two kill power, but I was the one who killed him. And then I killed JJ, who was leading the town and also had cleared me and said like he had thought uh, I was town. So then I killed the person who I had pocketed. And at that point in time, my, my defense, I thought my defense was ironclad, you know, like what mafia member kill, like leads uh, a kill on their other mafia and kills somebody who clears them as town and pockets them, you know? So, so did you win? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was me. It was me and, uh, it was me and a tournament admin, um, and she was also very good. I, I knew we had the game won for sure. So we locked it down. Neither one of us died. We ended up going down to a, a five-person deal. Got somebody else killed. It was great. What a hero. I haven't played Mafia in esports event in probably like six years. Are you good at it? Um, I think this is something that you're not supposed to say about yourself. Uh, but I am remarkably good at lying. Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. No, I, it is one of those skills that it's like um, you. I I always feel kind of bad when I'm good at mafia. I'm just like mm, that probably doesn't say the greatest things about me. You know, it's like the people who are like really bad at mafia usually have a better opinion of them as a result. Like, oh, isn't that cute? That guy just he can't lie to save his life. It's so obvious what he's mafia, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I can really be a deplorable fuck. Like there 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 is no low too low because my competitiveness just takes over. And then I will exploit the fact that I am like above average at deceiving people. Uh which does come in handy sometimes when you're not playing mafia but uh, you know it's uh it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a power to wield <laughs> oh yeah I, let me real quickly let me tldr this munchkin game that i was playing with moxie Purian, and <laughs> um and shit who else was there somebody else was there lyrical maybe is this the anyway. one that i saw all over twitter like i saw a lot of munchkin munchkin talk on twitter <laughs> yes yes that that is the one and uh so it was it was JJ. That was the other person. Sorry. Um, so so it ended up going around like it, as it does. If you played Munchkin, the whole point is to get to level 10. Everybody gets to level 9. It just keeps on going around as you screw each other over. Moxie had a guaranteed win because everybody threw all their cards at me. It was between me and Moxie at one point. Everybody threw all their cards to stop me. I barely didn't get it. And nobody had anything left to stop Moxie. Moxie had a guaranteed win. And this was before I played Mafia. So, you know, I was already on those Mafia vibes. I told Moxie, I said, Moxie, I just want to be second. Let me, let me uh, join you. I just want the chess. Just give me, just give me second. All right. Let me join in on the fight. And she had a guaranteed kill on it. And she believed me that I just wanted a ceremonial second place. And oh, allowed no. me to join in on slaying the monster. And then I played a card that made it so the monster runs away. She was so mad at me. She was so mad at me. <laughs> so to your point earlier, uh, Moxie, good person. <laughs> yeah, she trusted me. She trusted you, me. She should not have. Kind of a shithead. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that, and, uh, and then I went and played Mafia and, uh, and schooled a bunch of people as Mafia, and uh, that, was my, that was my evil night. I, I exercised all the evil tendencies out of me in, one, in two board games. I would say about once a year, my friends and I, my, my local friends from like school and shit, will play Resistance, which is like a Mafia-esque uh, game. Very close, like in the same vein, like something that's Secret yep, Hitler. Yep. And uh, every time we're always like, oh man, we're going to have so much fun. We're going to get a couple drinks. It'll be nice. And then every time it devolves into people just being violently upset at a couple people, one of them always including me. And we've, <laughs> we've stopped playing uh, for the last couple of years, not just because of COVID, but because we developed such a strong meta that uh, I, myself and my friend Brian don't get to play 
and were just voted out. So we've had to find new games to play uh, because because my friends now think it is fun to just uh, night one kill me every game, yeah. every yeah. deception game. Yeah. So I just want more people to play with. I just want more people well, to play with. We can play uh, the next time you're at a Dota event. I don't play Mafia very often, but uh, if you if you're playing, I will play. I'll see you in Dallas, maybe. Yeah, well. <laughs> Maybe. TBD. Big old, big old asterisk on that. Uh, Because Liquid has to qualify. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they do. And speaking of things, uh speaking of things that people have to do, you know, Liquid has to win their game. uh, Mm -hmm. And you, you being the person listening to the audio right now, should go to patreon.com slash signpoll, where you, for $5 a month, or really like $1 a month, whatever you will feel you can you can push on over to our very small yet still worry war chests to uh, participate in the show and say thank you because it helps keep us fed and happy and capitalism. So thanks. And some people uh, submit questions every month that we answer at the end of the show, like we're going to do right now. Do you have have one of those, Cap? Erds says, hey, guys, to be honest, I don't care at all if you don't answer. Well, we're gonna. (laughs) But recently, SunsFan talked about not accepting sponsors if he wasn't happy with promoting their products, especially while not understanding their product. Presumably like NFTs or crypto stuff. I was curious, as somebody who has never produced online content, how prevalent slash common are sponsor offers in esports that the average person slash fan never hear about because nobody relatively prevalent accepts their offer? I can actually answer this. Yeah. We have had, I want to say three or four people in the last year cold email me at least about this specific show um some of products you've probably heard before like they might involve razors some products you definitely haven't heard before and the most of the time sponsors unless you're unless you have a giant audience and to be clear we don't a couple thousand people will like listen to almost every show which is like way above average for podcasts but not enough for an advertiser to see ROI on it because more often than not they're thinking about every it's called CPM and basically it's like every uh, impression of a thousand people so when you're looking at a YouTube video that has like a million views you're like okay that that has good revenue because so many thousands of thousands of people are watching it so while a thousand people listen to a podcast might be more than 95 Five, 98% of podcasts it's not much for advertisers so in that range for like us specifically a lot of people who want to do deals aren't just like cash income for us to be like hey everybody um, I love bicycle playing cards <laughs> don't know where I pulled that one from I was looking I was, I was looking around the room for something to like <laughs> to, 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 to like note and the first thing that came to my mind was a deck of cards um, <laughs> all right Okay, whatever. Okay, hey, we're we're bicycle playing cards. Uh, you know, we want to give you money per the show. They're not going to give you a lot of money, if anything. So what you get is mostly sponsors who want to have like a share of of revenue for you. That's like a razor company that would be like, hey, we'll send you a package of like a bunch of razors. You can shave your balls with them. You got nice cream for your face. You get that for free, and then just uh, promote the stuff on the show. And then if you get so many sales, we will do like a payout. And then what it becomes, and probably what Suns fan is talking about, is like a decision of what is worth to pedal to fans. Because I'm sure that, that if Austin and I wanted to, we could talk to you about razors and put an ad spot in the middle of the show. But then we're talking about doing something that most of you will not like. And the net gain from it would be somewhere between zero or maybe at most a couple hundred dollars. And... To me, let me sound like a hero real quick. To me, like that that small amount of money is not worth um, my both my my time to make it happen, but also annoying you listening to this with an ad. If there's someone who wanted to pay us like a proper amount of money, then like yeah, like there we we would we would put an ad in the show. But though that that's really few and far between, unless you're very large. 
I'm doing it for you, and so is probably Suns fan, in terms of in terms of not taking like icky sponsorships, and that's not even to talk about like the morals of like more icky sponsorships, like if a if a betting company or Saudi Arabia or someone was coming knocking on our door. So we would rather get our money from Patreon if we get any money at all. Like so, thank you, Ertz. And also, as I was answering that question,s Cap Internet died so i'm just gonna say because i know that this has been a contentious point for some people i know it's been a contentious point i don't want to say that i'm calling you out but i'm going to end the show okay so there will be a hard stop and you will know that the show is over right now i lied it's actually right now fuck you i lied again i didn't want to say fuck you that felt rude um i love you is that better this is really the end